brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again, and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. And at 1 a.m. now. Well, thanks to Daylight Savings Time, it's both. Except in Russia. We're at regular time. Yeah. Standard. Moving on up. But you know what? I would give us us the 4 a.m. slot, too. I, I think would, we're good at 4 a.m. I would take I mean, 4 a.m. Yeah, I think most people are asleep by then, so I think we can be good. Yeah. <laughs> no one, yeah, we could do anything we want. No one would notice then. Brent, Brent, well, it's not like he wears pants now, but nobody would pants. give him crap about wearing pants then either. I don't wear pants, right. so. Yeah, I was going to say sweet dreams. We're probably going to give people nightmares if they're listening sweet to nightmares. Yeah. Well, sweet nightmares. Sweet nightmares. thought of Brent with no pants. Yeah, that. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. All right, fine. Do that way. Well, this is Made Man Bob, and joining me today are Made Man Brent. Is this why you had me wear a kilt today? What's going on? Well, it's, it, it's somewhat like <laughs> pants. At least it covers up your junk. And good old boy, Justin. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good to be here. And good old boy, Army. Bob, thanks for having me. I'll be taking the uh, bearskin rug tonight. I'm not leaving. This is the best day ever. Wow. That's Whoa. the most positive thing that's ever come out of him in his entire life. Yeah. Holy cow. Somebody better check him. That's I think my, he's I think he's got COVID. He's going yeah. crazy. <laughs> that second wedding day pales in comparison. Well, yeah. It's because it's spending well, it time with us. It's definitely better than that first one. So, first you know. one. Let's <laughs> not talk about that one. I had an uncle that got uh, captured in Vietnam put in a tiger cage. He had a better time than you did in the first one. So, mm-hmm. well... <laughs> This is this is this is some good whiskey here, Bob. Thank you for so having us. So, me and Brent are uh, members of the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization with composed of bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals, with representation in eight states and two continents. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can are you check guys them. banned in Alabama still? Mm. Now we're mafia. You have you have. Uh, we just don't go there because, well, you know, we got tied. We got taste. Oh. You can check us out at the <laughs> Bourbon Mafia on Facebook, and our show is also sponsored in part by the Florida Whiskey Society. To find out more about the society and their events, if we ever start having them again once yeah. this damn COVID's gone, you can check us out at uh, ftlws.com. And lastly, our show is sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the animatic machine serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at finespirits.net and facebook.com slash finespirits and Instagram slash finespirits or instagram.com. Thank you, Don Pardo. And with that, you'll receive some zebrick wall covering, a fur from Dickery Dicker and Beverly Hills. the San Francisco San Francisco Street. Street. No, gift certificate from the Spiegel Catalog, Chicago, Illinois, 60609. Jesus. <laughs> so our SIP segments are all about, <laughs> our SIP segments are all about uh, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, wine, beer, and anything else that you can drink. And we are on 
uh, the range today of, uh, well, it's a mix and mash of some really amazingly good whiskeys. Whiskeys. These are all barley spirits, though. These are yeah. these are not your bourbons. These are these are not. These bourbons. are in the vein of Scotch, yep. but not all from Scotland. A lot of these are uh, new releases barley. into the market. I hesitate to call them fall releases, like we do with the fall bourbon release show. But most of these, uh, a lot of these, are are new releases uh, of products. So. We have, first off, uh, Nika Days from the Nika Distillery uh, in uh, Japan. We've got uh, Paul John Nirvana from our friends over in Goa, India. From Glenmorangie, we have A Tale of Cake. From Balvenie, we have the Tun 1509 Batch Number 7. And from Glendronach, we have the Kingsman Edition 1989 Vintage. And from Ardbeg, we have the Trayvon Batch Number 2 19-year-old. And the Ardbeg Wee Beastie. So Brent is Thank so you. Thank you, Ardbeg. I'm excited. Brent is dead. I love this now. This is my day. <laughs> Brent, I'm just, have you I'm just dying anything? to get into that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing he loves more than lovely Petey Scotch. Yes. So we're going to have Justin tell us all about our sips ratings. So take this it away. Is, this is gonna, not going to be good. I mean, Sean Connery passed away recently, and you're having Justin do the sips ratings. Yeah. It's not going to be good. No, probably it's, not. But I'm not doing it as Sean Connery. Right, thank God. <laughs> He's doing it as Lucky the Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Angus. He's going to hide our green clover from blue stars. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's do those Sips ratings. You sure? Let's do it. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, we got nothing to lose. Go ahead. Justin, take it away. One sip. Give me a glass of water to wash out me mouth. Lord. To Scotland, I apologize. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Oh, my God. Nice? Yeah. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, my God. He almost forgot to do the accent there. Yeah. Three sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Interesting. No, sorry. That's that no, wrong. Don't, not buying it. Not even close. Yep. Four sips. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. No. That was Lucky Charms. <laughs> yep. get Sean do this Connery. last one is Sean Connery. Sean do Connery, Connery. Yeah, resurrect him because he might. Okay. Be Let's up. do this for 007. Yeah. Five sips. <laughs> oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. <sighs> sorry, Sean. Yeah. You can't die twice from that. So for the first time in a couple of days, I'm actually happy that he is gone because he didn't have to hear that. <laughs> <sighs> Lord have mercy. All right. Well, moving on. So we've got a pretty packed schedule of whiskeys here with seven of them. So we're going to get right into it. And we're going to have Harm tell us about our first whiskey. Thank you, Bob. Our first whiskey comes from the Nika Distilling Company in Japan. Nika Days is 80 proof, non-age statement, the newest release from the famous Japanese house. Nika Days was designed as a daily drinker that highlights the bright side of whiskey. The blend is structured by the mellow and smooth coffee grain uh, whiskey and the aromatic non-peated Miyagikyo malts, along with a touch of coffee malt whiskey and the Yoichi malt, which has a hint of peat to it, to enhance the bright sweetness with a rich body. And uh, the the packaging, I don't know if we have the bottle around here. Yeah, it's over there. It's beautiful. It's just a sunshiny package. It's got this bright yellow top, clear label. It the, the whiskey is a bright sunshiny gold, and 
the day we got this whiskey in the store, I had to take a picture of it for the Instagram account. Follow us on Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fine Spirits. Anyway, um, and it's it looks promising, and it really it is just as promising as it looks. It's fresh and fruity and floral and tons of us citrus and pears. First, it, you think you smell the citrus, and then it comes out just pears and pears and just a gorgeous floral note. I cannot get enough of this thing. It's light, and then the palate. Mm, mm, mm. Give it a chew. Um. It's just live. It's, it's, it dances on the tongue. You can taste the cereal. You can taste those coffee those those coffee malt notes in, in the back, but mostly it's the grain whiskey, the sweetness, the front. Tons of vanilla, tons of pears. Um, they they say that there's going to be peat here, but I really don't get much peat at all. It's, if it's at the finish, it's not the very end. It's light. It's a wonderful drink. Make some highballs with this. I, I mean, I could drink it all day long. Put a big old, you know, those nice big... Uh, those round ice balls, you know, yeah. one of the one of those big round balls, and just pour this on there. Bob, what do you want to think about this? Yeah, just here? a nice spring day. I mean, this reminds you of walking through a nice field of flowers on a beautiful spring day with a blue sky, and it's just it's so bright, it's so well put together, and so refreshing. I mean, it's I absolutely love this. I generally don't go in for blended whiskey, but this is one that I would drink definitely. Yeah, well, it's. It's not blended whiskey per se. I mean, it's it, most it's of blended. It's, it's, well, this is the, you've got you've got a, a coffee grain, which yeah. is, so it's you've, so the coffee refers to the, the yeah. type of still. Yeah. So it's it's a grain whiskey and a malt whiskey. Yeah. So but it's not like, but it's not a blended whiskey like we think, where you're taking whiskey from various other distilleries owned by various other entities yeah. and blending them together. These are all no, in house. Yeah. Those be you can do blended yeah, no. malt. You can do yeah. blended grain. You can do yeah. So grain and malt is still a blended whiskey. But it's. They've done such an amazing job blending this. Yeah, but it's all from Nika, so it's yeah. a single. It's just, uh, I mean, they're, 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 their tasting notes are, are just so on, white flowers, orange blossoms, pear, citrus. But no, the, the, these are the same notes before I read mm. theirs that, that I had the first time I tasted mm. this a couple months ago when it came out. This is, I mean, I opened the, the first the first day that, that this came to the store, we opened yeah. it right away. This is, and this is, this is a perfect whiskey to give to somebody who's new to malt whiskey. Because if you don't like this, uh, you're hopeless. <laughs> it's well, that's the that's the one thing is that this is different Speaking than speaking of people who don't like this. No, right? but this is not uh, this is not a scotch though. This it's, is and not, it's not a bourbon, which is your wheelhouse, right? So. But I mean, this like, is how do you think? You know, they have the it's fresh and fruity with flowers, florals, and you have the cereal notes that come through on the palate and stuff. So it's like almost like a like a fruity Cheerios. You know, with the with a little bit of smoke on it, you know, but not smoke. I much, don't taste not, the smoke. I no, mean, no, maybe no, on no. the very, very end. You don't taste the smoke at all. I, I got a little bit of it, a hint of it in the on the nose, you know, but um, it's very pleasant. I mean, it's the the bottle presentation is nice. It's a bright yellow, um, and it's beautiful. This is actually really nice to drink. And I don't know what that would make a good cocktail. I think it would make more of drinking it straight, like on the, on the big the ice, ice ball. ball. Yeah, Justin, what do you think? I would pour this on my Lucky Charms. No, it's very, very good. <laughs> kind of tastes like Lucky Charms with melon. Yeah, it's very I, approachable. Yeah, you, I didn't, I didn't think about the melon, but I think you're right on that. Hmm. The melon's there. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a musk melon note to this, on top of the citrusy. You know, they sort of, sort of blend in. Yeah, sort of on the top note on the top of the palate. But so, no Lucky Charms. But what else? What do you think? Well, I, I got the Lucky Charms, but that's yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> it was very, very pleasant. Yeah. 
It really was. Uh, you know, we can dress him up. Can't take, can't him, take him out. Can't take him out. Can't take him to Japan. <laughs> so for Nika Days, four sips. Well done. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished discussing the uh, new release from Nika, Nika Days. I uh, gave that four sips. Fantastic whiskey. Grab one if you find one on the shelf. And we're moving on to our next one. We're going to have uh, Brent tell us about that one. Thanks, Bob. This next one is uh, Paul John Nirvana. It's 80 proof. That's 40% ABV. It's non-age stated, uh, but people say it's about three years. Um, it's ex-bourbon cast, second and third fill. Uh, we have reviewed quite a few of the whiskeys from uh, Paul John over the years. This distillery is located on the coast of Goa, India, has been setting the whiskey world on fire since their first release. I mean, they put a lot of good stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. It's one of these ones that I'm, and then you say, oh, we're going to be tasting uh, Paul John. I'm like, always looking forward to it. So this newest release from Paul John is called Nirvana. It was created to answer the call for mixologists for a more affordable entry for use in the bar. And I'm going to go back to that in a bit after the tasting notes and stuff. But uh, the color of this is a very light, light yellow. And that's uh, from, you know, second and third fill casks. You're not going to get a lot of color out of it. And that shows on this. Um, there's nice, uh, you've got some nice caramel and bourbon notes on it. A little bit of a, little bit of a fruitiness to it on the nose, on the palate. It's just very light, very subtle. A um, little bit of... Uh, this mouthfeel of, of like a honey, like a honey mouthfeel and stuff. It's just beautiful. It's Bond. nice, soft, and sweet. And James the uh, found it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> been working at a computer for the last five minutes. Yeah, some um, you get some nice vanillas out of it that come, you know, that's that's taken away from the bourbon barrels that come out in this, and it's beautiful. It's just a nice, refreshing, light, as we mentioned from the last one, that was a refreshing one. Well, this one is different, a whole different palette, you know, lightness. But I don't know why they would think this would be used for a mixer because I don't. Th I think that anything that they mix it with, I was talking earlier, that it would probably overpower this whiskey. You know, I think if you're mixing it, unless you mix it with like a, you know, like a soda or something it's like a, that. It's a heavier style than the Nika's Day's. And that you've got more of that cereal note to it. This is like, at first I thought, is that oatmeal? Am I smelling fresh oatmeal? Like not before you cook it. And this is barley grain. This is this is just a. And this we talked about before. If you listen to our John Paul shows, they use uh, six row barley rather than two row barley that they use in Scotland, which gives it a more citrusy zest of the nose. But this is more like a raw barley. It's very nice, you know. But that's why I say that. But I the, think the, that would mix well. You, but you don't want. You don't think. I think we need. To, we, I think we need to make some cocktails tonight. Well, no, but I think it would be fine, just like it is. I mean, why would you want to? I think if unless you're, you're unless you're putting it with mixing it like a soda, I think you're going to overpower the flavors of this, well, see, which I think are nice. Like, think of this. That's coming from Goa, India, South India, on the Indian Ocean. Uh, Freaking hot, dude. Yeah. So it's like you're, tropical. You're, you're drinking this on the. Uh, Drinking next to the pool. You're having a highball. This yeah. is one part whiskey, four parts club soda with ice. Yeah. This is day drinker by the pool or by the ocean. Mm, yeah. I, I can see it like that, you know? So nice, mellow. Yeah. Something that doesn't overpower it. Maybe yeah, one you know. dash of bitters, but you don't even need that. You're not mixing this with Dr. Pepper, dude. No, no. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, a, no. maybe a club soda and a little yeah. bit of a dash High, of- uh, Highball. A dash highball, of lime. Highball, highball, highball. Yeah, I dash like of lime. It's yeah. nice. But I, oh, no. I, I, yeah, it's but fine. I'd rather, I, I think I'd rather drink the Nika Days Neat, but this I would put in the highball. 
Oh yeah, yeah this, but I but I think it's great. limited to what you can use it for as far as what the mixologists like. There, there, a lot of these guys are making some nice fancy drinks and stuff. That hey, they, let's give it to mixologists and, and see. Yeah, well, that's I guess that's why they made it. See what can happen with it, Justin. I agree with Brent. I would love to see what a good mixologist could do with this. That's what I said. Not he. He said mixologists couldn't do anything. I challenge them to do something. <laughs> Brent. Brent denies them. I appreciate the recap. <laughs> And uh, what do you think about the, what's your tasting note, Justin? What's your taste? So note? I got pears and apples on the nose, mm-hmm. along with the caramel bourbon. Not the cereal note that 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 stuck out to me. You know, there's something in there, but I don't really know if I, I would classify pear. it as cereal. I would give it more pear. Yeah. yeah. And on the palate, it's like nice and sweet. Um, I probably mix this with something um, like hot sauce. As part what? of it. What hot sauce? Heck? What the hell? <laughs> he thinks Indians only eat hot food. No. We say spice, man. There's like 500 spices we use. I know that. I'm hot just sauce. saying if I was going to make a drink with this, it would be like some kind of like a habanero based yeah. alcohol. <laughs> what was that sound effect? I didn't even hear it. Yeah, hold on. What an eccentric performance. Money Python. <laughs> Come on. I'll make it. Y'all blow y'all mind. Uh, You'll see. Lord have mercy. Bob, what did you think? Um, lovely, light, refreshing, um, very sweet, but with a little bit of a salt, salty edge to it. Um, really well made. Uh, I think this will be a big seller. I think that uh, I think this would make a fantastic highball. I think they're probably selling the heck out of this in Japan right now great whiskey and, i can't wait to get it in the store and i'm not i'm not surprised because i mean when when paul john first i mean they had just gotten to the u.s and really had just set up their first office and hired their first employee when i called them and said hey i heard about this amazing whiskey could we get some from our show and it took them a little while to even get it to us because they didn't have any in the states yet so we've been doing Paul John since they literally hit the U.S. shores, and everything we've had from them has always been great. I, I mean, they haven't had a clunker yet, so I'm not surprised. And even though it's designed to be a you know a less expensive you know uh, whiskey, still the the quality is there. I mean, yeah. you know, I love the bottle. I love this bottle too. You know, it's. Yeah. Just- Bottle, I mean, it's not, bottle, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's certainly not their higher end ones, you know, I mean, but, uh, for, for the money. Yeah. Great, great everyday drinker. I mean, you, you know, great value. Can't beat it. So we're going to be rating the, uh, Paul John Nirvana three steps. Interesting. Well done guys. So moving on to our next one, we're going to have Justin tell us about that. Glenn Morangi, a tale of cake. Glenn Morangi. Glenn Morangi. Yeah. Glenn Morangi. Yeah. A oh, tale man. of cake. You want me to find that Connery clip again? Maybe he'll like. <laughs> Lord have mercy. It's 92 proof and 46% alcohol by volume. One day, Glenn Morangi's director of Glenn whiskey. Morangi. Glenn, Glenn Morangi. Morangi, director of whiskey creation, Dr. Bill Lumson, found himself musing over how some of his moist. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, I was, I, I, was, I was I was giving him fa- making faces because I was I was gonna <laughs> chime in with Dr. Bill. <laughs> Go well, ahead. Okay. So he was uh musing over his most joyful memories and figured out they came from cake. 
from the pineapple upside-down cake his daughter made for his birthday to baking with his granny in her kitchen. Dr. Bill created a tale of cake to conjure the magic of a cake moment. Finishing his favorite Glenmorangie single malt, he still can't get it, in the finest Tokaji dessert wine casks. Tokai. Tokai. Hey. It's spelled Tokaji, I know, but come on, you should Tokai. know. Tokai. You should know you're Bulgarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know my Bulgarian, all right. <laughs> so on the nose, I got vanilla cake, frosting, light caramel, and mango. On the palate, it was sweet, it was complex, and there was honey, white chocolate, peach, pear, mango, a little bit of oak, and um, the finish was light. This was like a beautiful dessert in a spirit. What did you think, Brent? This is very nice. You know, so when you uh, when you think of something of a cake, a tail of cake, you know, you figure, this better come through. This better remind me of a cake. And this really does remind you of a cake. I mean, uh, you know, when the, on the several palette. Several cakes, dude. What's that? This is several cakes. This is, yeah, right. well, the, this is walking by a bakery and, and seeing the, all the different ones and smelling I mean, the tasting notes that come with this is like... 18 lines of tasting notes of what it tastes like. <laughs> and, well, uh, I don't think that's bad because as, as you approach this. Every whiskey, time you drink, every time you have a drink of it, yeah. you get something else. You yeah. pick up something else, you know, but because I got the, the, the pear, the peach, the mango, the almond and the vanilla, like right off the bat, like, oh, and just like a beautiful cake. And um, and then you go back again and you pick up something else. You pick up a little bit of white chocolate or you'll pick up some peach or, you know, you'll pick up one of the flowers or the apricot or something. But but it all comes back to reminding you when you think about it from his tale of this, of the cake that he used to, you know, that he used to enjoy. And so the, like name, of, the name of it. Who doesn't like cake? Right, exactly. That they eat cake. Exactly. So it comes back to it and it actually matches the you know, the flavor of this actually matches what the name says. And that doesn't happen too often when I'm you're looking at I'm six numbers away from burning this house to the ground, moving to Scotland, going to work for Dr. Bill for free, and learning how to make my own scotch. And when I do, I'm going to have Bob's tail of ice cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a scotch that tastes like Carvel with crunchies in it. Ooh. One time yeah. I was just five minutes away. Pumpy the whale? Me. Yeah. Humpy the pumpkin. Humpy yeah. The pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is beautiful. This is very nice. This is... Very enjoyable. I am yeah. so surprised to hear you up here. About, you know, I shouldn't be surprised. So you've actually liked a few scotches in the past now. No, no. We may turn. Uh, our boy is our boy is making great has made great strides in the last couple of years. No, no, no. No, no, no but if I but if he was here and I offered him one and he would drink it and and more often and that's not because I would drink anything. That, it's not. Yeah, it's not <laughs> even so much. <laughs> Let's clarify that. But here's the thing: it's not even so much that he'll drink anything, which he will. Um, and he, he literally, literally anything like like raisin made jailhouse hooch anything without calling um sterno but he's gotten to the point where i mean he's got some really insightful comments on some scotches that three four years ago you would have never thought you could get him to drink so our boy has come a long way i'm i'm apparently you can teach this old dog some new tricks i'm i'm proud of him yeah, I, it, this is just this is fantastic, and I, you know, I expect this is exactly what I expect from Doctor Bill. You know, he's always got surprises. He's always got something up his sleeve, and like Brent said, it, everything in this, the, the five hundred flavors that you get when you put them all together, 
Remind you of cake. This yeah. is this the is one the, thing. I think this is the eleventh edition private private edition release. It's the eleventh year they've done this private edition release, and I think they've done a great job. The one thing this doesn't have that I that I miss is a bourbon finish. <laughs> no, it's a, I, I, it doesn't have the finish. Like it, you get it all of it, and yeah. then it goes away. It's not. It's not a real and, long finish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, found, you, so, found, you found the Achilles heel, and I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, hundred percent. But cake doesn't have a long finish either. If you think about it. Well, not around stuff. this house. It doesn't. <laughs> right, me on that right, one. right. You know, you but a I mean, spoon it, and a chocolate that, cake. It makes you go back and get done. some more, and yeah. then you get some more yeah. flavors out of it, and then just, just like cake. This this whiskey, <laughs> is I eat so, it till it's gone. I can right. smell this all night. I could just sit around yeah. and smell this all night. And literally, I've opened. Uh, I mean, I, I I bought probably the most in South Florida to sell this stuff. I I I bought tons of it, and I've probably drank a case with my friends. Since this, we've got this in already. Well, here's the other thing. Can you think of a single whiskey out there that's aged in a Tokai wine cask? No. Neither can I. So, I mean, God bless him for even thinking of that. What's Tokai wine taste like? I'll let Harmeet explain it, but it it is graded in various uh, numbers from from drier to sweeter. Putianos, I believe. It's Petunias. Yeah. Yeah, but but it's spelled... P U T T A N Y O S. Yeah. Petunias. So it's, just, it's petunias. They literally pictures of petunias. One petunia to seven yeah. petunias. And drier to sweeter. Yes. So, and it's, it, I mean, it's. It's Hungarian, not Bulgarian. It's, yeah, Hungarian. it's Hungarian. It's a fantastic wine with a really long history. Yeah. You can get some, I mean, really older, amazing stuff. It kind of disappeared it's, when the Iron Curtain it's, hit. Yeah, it's 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 basically Eastern European's version of Sauternes wine. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's freaking gorgeous. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, some of the best wine you'll ever have. If you if you like a sweet wine, oh my gosh! I mean, just life alteringly good. Yeah, you can. Uh, and they're they're less expensive than Sauternes yeah. too. You don't yeah. have to spend a thousand dollars on a bottle like a bottle of yeah. Chateau Decanter. Well, especially back when the, you know when the Soviets were running yeah. things, it was three dollars. You know, you could you buy can, a car you can for buy two. Buy a good bottle of Tokai for a hundred bucks. I mean, amazing bottle of Tokai, but uh, or or maybe two hundred, I guess yeah. now these days. But uh, it's well, a we're lot gonna... cheaper version, and, and and so that all that raisinated fruit. Gets into this. Th- this is what's giving it layers and yeah. layers of flavor. And of course, you know, Glen Morangy has their light. Their Same light reason, flavor. like why I love a PX sherry. You finish, you know, it's more raisinated. It's got more of the grape character to it. But that's much more oxidized. Yeah, this is fresher. And yeah, this is yeah, exactly, exactly what he said. But you know, similar concept. So it's uh, you know, it's it's it, it's not it's it's one I would have never even considered out of my head i can't think of a single whiskey out there that is that is done in a tokai wine cast so maybe there was somebody that did it before but uh he's, he's done a great job yeah, as usual you, Dr. but it harm is it live yeah. so mm-hmm. is it live it's, is it live is it, it is live? live on the tongue okay it dances well thank you dr bill and we're going to be rating the uh glenmorangy 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 morangy or like an orange yeah schmuck <laughs> The Glenmorangie tail of cake. We're going to be rating a well-deserved four sips. I think if if it if it had longer finish, I would if, give it if, a five. if it had a longer finish, it would have been a five out of the park. It's, absolutely, it's, it's but just, it's, I think he's right. I think it's like cake. I think he made it short yeah, on purpose because I mean, you like keep cake. going back. Right. right. Let me. You ever drink. have cake with a long finish? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you had a cake with a long finish, you'd think something's wrong with this. Right. <laughs> Let me drink cake. All right. So moving on to our next one. Oh, sweet. This is you, Bob. You take care of this one. I have such a soft spot in my heart for Balvenie. It's one of my favorites. Um, I love Glenmorangie. I love Balvenie. Um, 
And we have with us today the Balvenie Ton 1509 Batch 7. It's 104.8 proof, 52.4% ABV. This one runs around you know, 400 to 500 bucks, depending on your local. Um, the 1509 ton is an annual release with each bottling be made up of specially selected casks, which are married together for several months in the distillery's ton number 1509, which is located in the famous Warehouse 24 at, Bal- at, at Balvenie Distillery. This is the seventh release of the ton, and it was made using whiskey from 21 casks. That's it. 21 casks. Handpicked by Balvenie's malt master, David Stewart who is an absolute legend in the Scotch community. Uh, This included 10 sherry butts, 7 sherry hogsheads, and 4 American oak barrels. They were all married together for 3 months before bottling. So, let's get into it. Oh, it's just... Just just smell it. It's just, yeah, it's one of those ones I I could just sit here and smell. I don't even need to... First, describe this color, Bob. Uh... Sort of a pale bronze, a um, little bit of burnished copper along the edge. Got a beautiful glow to it. It's got some wonderful oak, but dried fruit, um, dried tropical fruits. Oh, a little bit of a little hint of ginger, just in the tip of the nose, and just layer and layer and layer of brown sugar and 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 molasses and and um, cane syrup just so sweet in the nose on the palate mm. Mm. candied orange peel just a slight hint of lemon um, honeycomb brown sugar a little toasted hazelnut Definitely, it's got a nutty. The nuttiness comes out on the exhale, on the finish more. Um, Just, just, just the most beautiful underlayment of baking spice. Not baking spice way up in your face, but just this beautiful layer underneath. And it's got a really just amazingly long, long, long complex finish. It's lovely. What do you think, Harm? It's what you said, dude. I love it. Okay, moving on. Nothing else. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Yeah, it's just yeah. Fantastic. Could you you drink this one? I could drink this one. This is a nice one. This is it's nice and pleasant. There's the I love the complex the complexity of it, and it doesn't have the sweetness of the last one. It's more nutty. Right. 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 But it's um, what I like about it. It doesn't have that peaty smokiness to it that a lot of scotches have. And this is just. This is just very enjoyable. Yeah, it's, well, it's ball fanny. I mean, other than we compete, there's no peat. Right, right. And it's just beautiful. You just sit back. You can just sit there and, and enjoy this one. That's uh, Like I said, that, that candied orange peel comes through on that palate mm-hmm. right away. Uh, you know, and you, it's, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Just lovely. Just, well, we'll get back to Justin yeah. when we come back. Hey, and we're back, and we're discussing the uh, ball vinny, ton 1509, batch 7. What do you think about it, Justin? Well... I like big sherry butts. I cannot lie. <laughs> this, what's really interesting about this spirit, right in the oh dog, god, yeah, yeah, is all the sweetness to it has kind of ginger notes to it. There's gingers, you know, got that acidic. No one here has red hair. I was going to say that Marianne note there. Yeah, no. it's got that little bit of acidic bite to it. 
and that keeps it from being keeps it fresh overly sweet right each mm. sip is like the first sip oh no it's 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 more it's not sweet as in sugary sweet right. it's more sweet in the perception of it and and in the nose Definitely not bourbon sweet. No, 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 no not no. even close. No, it's it's just it's so well balanced, refreshing. I think that was the word I was searching for. Yeah, I liked it a lot. All right, well, we are going to rank the Balvenie Ton fifteen oh nine batch number seven of uh, five sips. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be yeah. moving on to our next whiskey, and we're going to have Harm tell us about this one so all right sir thank you so much for having me here today to tell you about the glendronic kingsman edition 1989 vintage is this uh it's 102 100.2 proof 50.1 percent abv it's a pricier one we usually don't like to talk about pricing but expect to drop 1300 or more on this bottle expertly crafted by master blender Dr. and Rachel it's worth Barry. it in a unique collab- collaboration with the Kingsman film franchise to mark the upcoming release of the Kingsman. An exceptional 1989 vintage inspired by the oldest bottle housed uh, bottle housed at the Glendronach Distillery. A 29-year-old whiskey bottled in 1913, just before the outbreak of World War uh, the World War I. Um, three friends had each purchased a bottle before leaving for war and vying to open them together on their return. Tragically, only one of them returned home, and never having opened his bottle, his family later gifted the distillery, where it remained unopened and displayed in remembrance, remembrance of fallen friends. So this is a tribute to that whiskey, inspired by that one, and the Kingsman edition is matured in Oloroso sherry cask, with a final maturation in Pedro Jimenez cast from Spain. Oh, yes, yes, yes. only 3,052 bottles available worldwide. The color is a deep mahogany. The nose is The color is fantastic. I mean... Plums, figs, brown sugar, chocolate. Oh, my God. This thing just goes on. I can't even pick out all the tasting notes. I know you guys will pick out more than me, but this is what I got first. Uh, The palate is just tons of fruit. Orchard fruit, uh, apples and pears, but that's totally overwhelmed by figs and dates. Uh, there's a pudding thing coming on, like the butterscotch. Uh, oh, like a Christmas pudding. Raisins, chocolate, tobacco, blackberries. There's so much in here that I'm getting, and there's things I can't really identify as well. This whiskey is complex, and the finish goes on and on. It's heavy. It's mouth-coating. Mm. Somebody talk while I'm tasting it. Okay. This one here, the darkness of it is, you know, when you t- talk about dark whiskeys and stuff, I don't know that they get any darker than what this one is. It's beautiful dark color. Black like my heart. Oh, like your soul. Mm. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't have that. He sold that for beer money in college. But, you know, this one <laughs> with his pride and self-esteem. What's wrong with you? Come no, this I almost, my, I didn't lose my self-esteem. that pawn shop too. down on the main drag right by his dorm. I lost still my there. self-esteem in grad school. Still under, under there. It's just the soul. But this one is uh, a, reminds me a lot of some of the old wines that we've had at, uh, you know, stuff because of that raisin that, you know, you well, get that that's, raisin. Yeah, you're getting the PX on that. Right, exactly. You're getting that on it and stuff. But 29 it's 29 so years old yeah. and, and, and then geez. Can you tell he hangs out with me when yeah. we go out to dinner? <laughs> it's like, oh, this kind of tastes like one of them old raisiny wines that you always order. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, one of those damn things, you know, oh, darn yeah. things. Oh, yeah. He's, he doesn't complain when it comes to the table, though, trust me. Well, no, when you're drinking something good, you don't want to complain about mm. it. You like to raise anything, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. So does Sue. But this is just a. <laughs> what, this wine's from 1910? That's too young. Yeah. Are you yeah. kidding? But it's, uh, it's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> Send it you know, back. <laughs> it really coats your mouth, and and it really has a beautiful finish to it, which is nice. It's not a over. It's not overpowering at all, and pleasant. I mean, just very pleasant. Justin, I would summarize this spirit in one word: mouthfeel. Mouthfeel is better than any spirit I've ever had. It doesn't overcoat your tongue. Doesn't undercoat your tongue. It delivers all the flavors in it, and just. It's Rachel just Berry's a genius. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. God bless Rachel Berry. I, I, like I said, I've, I've never had a chance to meet her, but I, I, I look forward to one day shaking her hand and thanking for all the amazing work she's done, especially over at Gwendronic and, and some of the distilleries with Brown Foreman. She took, she took two years to go through Benriac yeah. and elevate them. She yeah. tasted everything they had. Yeah. And, and, and look what's coming out of the place now. I yes. mean, oh my gosh. Tasted all the old stuff. So yeah. keep these, get rid yeah. of those. Get rid of these, keep these, re-rack these. Okay, we're good to go. But yeah, it just, oh my gosh, the, the, the PX finish comes through. It's just, I mean, what more can you say? This is an absolutely fantastic whiskey. Just dried fruits, the raisininess that you get from the PX, that sweetness, the uh, finish, it goes on and on and on. Most beautiful color. Fantastic whiskey. So we're going to be rating the uh, Gwendronach 1989 vintage uh, Kingsman release. Five steps. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. There's very few bottles of these. You can find one if, you it's can, in, if it's in your budget. You have to get it. Just yeah, you can it. scream when you drink this. That's for sure. That sound bite <laughs> really summed it up. So we are going to our next one, and we've been waiting all day for this one for Brent. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> We have He's the so excited. Ardbeg Trebon, batch two, 92.4 proof. It's 46.2% ABV, and this is 19 years old. I like a 19-year-old one. That's nice. So this exquisitely whiskey is inspired when the law by the- enforcement call, I'll give them your address. Yeah. Is inspired by the beautiful beaches of Trebon, pronounced Trebon. I pronounced it wrong, so Anila. It's, it's known locally as the singing sands. The tides ebb and flow and the beach hums beneath your feet, but in the seemingly tame crystal waters, danger lurks as jagged volcanic rock pierces through the surf along the shore. This place, like the whiskey itself, is where calm meets storm. Uh, matured in American oak and Oloroso sherry casks, batch two is subtly different to the previous release of Trayvon. This time around, the 19-year-old takes on an altogether more silky smooth character thanks to a higher proportion of first-fill bourbon casks alongside refills of sherry casks. So the color of this is really, really light. I mean, it's... It's a bright gold, man. It's not water. Mm, Look at this. That's gold. It's bright. It's gold. It's really light. Anyway, look at it. It's light. Well, compared to that last one we had, it looked like burnt mahogany. Right. You know, no, that's a lovely. It's a gold uh, sort of pale forget straw. About the, forget about that. Tell us about the nose. Bro. Oh, yeah. on the nose, the first thing you get is smoke, 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 and more smoke. And but after a while, you got to let that smoke burn off a little bit. And 
you know, and all of a sudden you start getting layers to it. You just like next time you go in a little bit, uh, you're getting something else. You're getting some. You get a little bit of that uh, that salt spray, uh, a little bit of a tea, um, a little bit of fennel, some leather, uh, eucalyptus. You can definitely get some eucalyptus oh, good in there. That. Yeah, you definitely get the eucalyptus. Um, it's, it's very nice um, on the palate. I mean, but that smoke really turns you off at first. It's like, if you just go no, back it to it. No, it doesn't. It turns you yeah, off. It turns you off. It drives yeah. me off at first. But yeah, I, mean, okay. I was excited I, when this bottle came open. I mean, I had to go back at it to, to experience <laughs> when I turned, it. I was, when I turned the cap and you heard that thing crack, Harm made a noise like a six-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> like in a, in a register oh, I can't yeah. make. I saw but the best Barbie doll ever. Yeah. yeah. No. For, on the palate, for me, the best way I can describe this on the palate is is that I overcooked the pineapple on the grill. So it dried it out a little too much. And okay. that's and that's how I would that's how I would describe yeah, it for drinking it. The tropical notes there the pineapple. Exactly. There. I mean, if I had to tell that's somebody fair. like, "Okay, what do you do? How is this taste? That's what it's going to be." Uh, let me take a little another taste of this just uh yeah, so I I know but I know Brent is really not into this stuff, but oh my god. I love, that's why we love having him. But yeah, it does have a little lime to it as well. Lime, you get a little okay. lime on that and the pineapple. But uh, it's just, yeah, that peat smoke on the palate just, it dries my tongue out. It just dries my tongue. I'm like, I want to scrape my mm -hmm. tongue. And we, I had don't, dry, we had drier bourbon. I know that, show. but not like this. This, the, is, this is not super woody dry. I think you just. It's not a woody dryness. It just like dries I it. I want to like. Phenols or phenols are freaking this boy out. That's yeah. what it is. He's, he's trying. He's trying. He's Dude, I'm, I'm saying, Man, I'm two years ago we gave this to him. He'd be under the table weeping. Come I on, I was under the so, table weeping. You know. I still am. Yeah. What'd you think, Arm? I I'm in love with this whiskey. I love Trayvon 19, the Fred Batch one, but this blows it away. This in one's my better. Opinion. This one's this definitely one's better. better. It's still again. This is on one of the pricier ones. This is not. It's not a thousand dollar whiskey. It's a three hundred thirty dollar whiskey or whatever it is, and. It's like a little bit more than last year's, but we've also got twenty five percent tariffs since yeah. then. So that that's you know if, uh, chalk that up to the tariff pricing, but um, it's still ama amazing. Yeah. I love this. This they talk about because you, you know Ardbeg underneath has got the sweetness, uh, even though they've got the really short stills. It's got the heavy oil. Ardbeg has the shortest stills in Isla. You got the heavy and oily whiskeys coming off that thing. It's just. The character's gorgeous. I, I I don't want to go on and on. We've got another whiskey after this, so. What do you think, Justin? Go ahead, Justin, yeah. So, initially, all I get was smoke and peat, but I let air get to it. It took like seven or eight really small sips to let that, my palate acclimate to it. And then there is that sweetness underneath, and it's pretty good. And if you hate the peaty stuff, not just keep yeah. keep trying it because you will learn to appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Although it's hard right. to believe at the time, it's 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 a journey. Well, same yeah. thing with wine. Yeah. You know, same thing with oh, beer. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's I mean, you you educate your palate and you get to that point. But fantastic whiskey. I agree with Harm. I think it's better than last year's Trivon. Um, and last year's Trivon was fantastic. And I so. added water to this just now. It gets milky and it gets better. Yeah, mouth coating. Well, we're going to be rating the uh, Ardbeg Trivon batch number two. Five oh steps. Yes. Yes. In spite of Brent. In protest. spite of Brent. Protest. Protest. Over, over <laughs> protest. <laughs> All right. So our last one is also from Ardbeg, and it's the Ardbeg Wee Beastie. It's uh, 90 proof, 45% ABV. 
It's the latest permanent expression to join the distillery's ultimate range. At just five years old, it's a feisty young creature with a formidable taste. With a mission to create the rawest, smokiest art bag ever, the whiskey creators developed Wee Beastie, a tongue-tingling, beautifully smoky dram, which is the youngest art bag they have ever made. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't agree with what they're saying, because I, I honestly yeah. don't think it's nearly as peaty and smoky as even the Trivant. Yeah, the 19-year-old should be, you'd think that would be yeah. less peaty. Cause exactly, because of the age. As the age, yeah. the, the peat tends to yeah. be tame. This, this is. I was expecting this to kill me. Yeah, this song. is, it, it's black pepper, and honestly, we've had it open for a while, and, and more of the peat's actually blown off. It had more of a, of a pine resiny kind of uh, uh, smokiness to it, but. That's even that's even toned down now with that with with time, but it's it's got a deceptively almost sweetness to it on the on the nose. Oh yeah. Mm. And on the palate, I just I get I get I get the peat, I get that smokiness, I get the sort of medicinalness to it, but I get uh, saltiness. It's like a salted chocolate caramel. It's not as smoky as the others. No, I mean people can no. people often confuse peat and smoke. And usually they are, they're very, they're linked because, yeah. you know, you yeah. can, the peats, by burning the peat, you get the smoke into the barley yeah. and they measure by parts per million of phenol. But there's an earthy note from the peat and there's a smoky note. Yeah. This doesn't Two have different the things. smoke, it has the earthiness. Yeah. And as for being raw, this is a beastie, but this is a small beastie. Yeah. This is not, this is no, not so it's raw. It's a wee beastie. It's a wee beastie. Yeah. Wee beastie. It's, it's an ankle biter of a beastie. So it's gorgeous. I'd like, but I got butterscotch on the front, front, the front thing, on my first nose. Butterscotch and a tang of smoke, just a hint yeah. of it. Yeah. And that pine resin That's, you said it's is that, there. It's that whole sweetness to the nose. Yeah. It's so good, dude. And, but I really, it's, it's, it's up to Brent. Come on, man. What do you think? Okay. The nose, I got pine, I got pine cones on the nose. Okay. And I you know, and I was expecting after reading the description, I was expecting to get smoke on the nose. More smoke than but this yeah. is much but I less. didn't but I didn't get smoke on the nose. I mean normally when somebody opens up a, a smoky scotch or something from I, I pick a, I pick it up right away and stuff. And I and with this one here, I was like, No, I really don't get any smoke on the nose, but I do get it on the palate. Yeah. I do get smoke on the palate, a little bit of salt, the sea salt spray on the on the palate as well. Um and uh it's there's, just, a, there's an umami note. It's a, it's a, that kind of that, uh, that umami, like uh, protein, meaty type thing. Going yeah, on. like a kind of like a salami kind of thing. Uh, you, you know, What's like a smoke, palate? like a smoke yeah. salami. Like a, of. like a greasy, smoky, salty sausage. Yeah, like a, right. You didn't make that sound good. How did right. that not I mean, sound this good? Is, what word did I use did not sound good there? Uh, I mean, what do you? Oh well, to, well, ve- you know, to vegans, yeah. Oh yeah, Justin, do, but, do you th- the, this one freak you out too? No, See? this was really, really good. I mean, for young whiskey from anywhere, it's got the smoke gives it like a really good complexity to it. It's pretty outstanding. Well, we, me and Harm were talking about it. The, Iowa is a very different beast when it's very young versus when it's very old. Right. Yeah. It completely changes its character. I mean, I've had some. I've had younger than this at cast strength, and and it and it definitely. I mean, you you can literally take it, and it's an entirely different whiskey. But you know, great stuff. So four sips for the Art Bag Wee Beastie. 
well done and uh welcome to the permanent range yeah thank yeah so bo- both uh bo- bo- we, we didn't mention this before but Ardbeg had two new per- things to permanent range that the wee bc is the five-year-old and the Trayvon, the 19-year-old. Every year, there's a, every year there's a new 19-year-old. Yep. So this is the second one. Yep. So fantastic stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap the subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, or whoever the lady is that talks back to you on your phone or in your head, like harm. Yep. Um, Play podcasts, sips, sets, and smokes. My wife doesn't do it every time I ask her. She says, she says no. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsetsandsmokes.com. And our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at sips, sets, smokes. And our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. We're also on Instagram as well at sips, sets, and smokes or at Made Man Bob. Can I get the bearskin rug now, dude? I don't want to go home. No. I'm just going to lie down. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, that's a big help to us. We get to see your feedback. I want to thank our co-host for joining us today. Thank you, Brent, for coming for your favorite Smoky Petey Whiskey. Oh, yes. Can somebody give me that tongue scraper? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thank you so much. Great day in the basement. I don't have to thank him. He's okay. look at him. He's, yeah, he's, he's got this smiley look. We're just sitting here so happy. Ear to ear smile. I'm not leaving. So smile. Bob. I'm not leaving this so so I'm not, happy right now. I'm not now. going to work. <laughs> yeah, it's a good good day. I mean, oh my gosh, there wasn't a clunker on the table, boys. Not at all. Thank you, Bob. Wonderful, wonderful being here today. So, th- and thank you to the fine people who sent us these samples. So uh, keep sending them, please. Send more. Send plenty. Send more Trivon. Send more Blue Beasties. I mean, you know, I love you, Dr. Bill. Bigger samples. Bigger samples. <laughs> <laughs>